Panoply, Panorama, Panpipe, Pansy, Aha, Pansexual, Knowing No Boundaries of Sex or Gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855am digital and 3cr.org.au. Let's cook, 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 cook. Let's cook. Let's eat. Let's eat. 3CR 855am, 3CR digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR on demand, out of the pan with Sally. First broadcasting noon to one Australian Eastern summertime on a Sunday afternoon. Thanks for your company. 3CR proudly broadcasts from the lands of the original inhabitants, in this case the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and we pay respect to our Elders past, present and emerging, also acknowledging the intersection of our LGBTIQ communities and original inhabitants, which includes sister girls and brother boys, acknowledging their amazing contributions to diversity on and around all the lands. There's lots of ways to get in touch with the program, and I'll introduce my guest in a minute, and you might have questions for her. Um, And you can do it by email, outofthepan855am at um, gmail.com. You can SMS 61456751215. You can tweet at Sal Gold said so, and that's the bottom line. Or you can look for the Facebook posts on um, my page, Sally Goldner, or Out of the Pan 3CR 855am Melbourne. And any opinions that I express on the show are my own. Well, a very appropriate um, track to introduce our guest because she's a busy person and you won't keep a good girl down. She is the chair of the Victorian Pride Centre, Jude Munro. And, well, welcome back to the 3CR studio, Jude. Oh, welcome. Uh, Thank you so much uh, for your welcome, Sally. And um, I've had the opportunity to uh, congratulate you off air, but on air, I'd really like to congratulate you for um, your Australian honour. I think it's a real achievement that you've um, been recognised for all of your achievements, including your 20 years of um, media work and raising issues. It's just terrific. Well, thank, thank you, thank you. Yes, um, as, as I now say, AM radio, the only place to be. But <laughs> um, seriously, I was very chuffed, actually, that the media work got recognised. I think I'm well known for what I do in Transgender Victoria and to some extent bylines, but sometimes I feel this gets a bit forgotten. So, yeah, <clears throat> very pleased that um, that has happened as well. And there's been lots of good things happen. And want to keep making more good things happen, and one that's um, wanting to do that, which is why you're here, is to talk about the Pride Centre, and we wanted to specifically talk intersectionality, um, so that um, our, our acknowledgements at the start of the program are very, very pertinent um, in the context of this program. Um, but we also, we were having a good discussion just before we came in, as we were sitting in the uh, 3CR luxury green room, as we call it. Well, the chairs are modern and there's a table, but um, um, that's community, um, community not-for-profit for you people of all genders. But um, uh, seriously, we had a, we're having a bit of a discussion and I, I'd like, you know, perhaps um, this is a, a lead-in, start from your end, what you were telling me about. Well, I think it, um, it all um, starts, doesn't it, with a discussion of the post-holiday period um, uh, getting fit and the rest of it, and I think probably a couple of years ago now, I um, 
I was at my one of my local pools and uh, I was having a discussion with um uh, with, with a woman there, she was probably about my age. So she would have um, come to Australia from Greece um, a long time ago, and um, uh, she, I, I was saying how fantastic I thought it was that there were some nights being provided uh, for women uh, to be able to swim uh, as women-only nights. Mm-hmm. And she was making the comments because I said how good it was for Muslim women to be able to, mm-hmm. to to swim in the facility. And she then got stuck in saying that they should change, they should take off their veils and so forth. And, oh, dear. Uh, it, was, um, it was quite a discussion that we had. I, I avoided it getting heated, of course, mm. um, but it was quite a discussion. And just, um, I just think... I, you know, hats off to those um, municipalities, those local councils that are now uh, providing for um, uh, for women only nights. But you you were saying that there's some uh, trans and gender diverse uh, swim and gym nights as well. A couple well, of them have kicked <clears throat> off. Well, yes, and it's a year ago last night since Darabin did one, which was, to my knowledge, the first, although Yarra had, to their credit, had been working on it, just didn't quite get it going. But since then, uh, Moreland did one in September, and then again last night at Brunswick Baths, um, and also City of Maribyrnong out at Maribyrnong Aquatic Centre did one. And these are awesome. Uh, Excuse me. Um, the, why does the frog always come just as I start talking on the show? Um, there's a um, radio experts out there. Please get in touch. But, um, yeah, um, there's now a few of them and the, there's more to come. I can um, say there's a couple that are just about locked in for Monash Uni at their pool. Um, so they're getting beyond even the inner, sort of proverbial um, inner suburbs or 15 k's from the city. And a couple of, we'll say, I call it middle suburbs, not quite outer, but in the middle have also expressed interest and there's a schedule. And so these are a good thing because, um, you know, from let's start from my point of view as a trans person, as someone who's, we'll say, gender and body didn't fit the expectations put on them. I had a hell of a time with sport and felt very uncomfortable and it's helped me get back to some exercise and I'll now have a firmer waistline, which has been really good. So I can therefore empathise very strongly with the need for Muslim women who may have faced some sort, I'll just say some sort of issue. I can't speak, obviously, for that group, but want a safe space. And if the pool isn't in use, why the heck not is my approach. Yeah, so so I, think that... I find it very worrying that there's that sense of, um, well, I'll say lack of empathy is the diplomatic term from the person who you were talking to who was deriding the night. And I should add, if anyone was distressed by that remark, um, please check in with it and... Um, check in with someone who you can talk and debrief with about it. But, yeah, I find that sort of lack of empathy, and as I say, that's diplomatic, a bit worrying. Yeah, and I think um, it's something that within the Pride Centre we are really starting to give some more attention to. It would be about 15 months ago that um, uh, I think we started to think more about the issue of intersectionality and start to open up discussions with um, a range of organisations. And when we think about those intersections, there's uh, geography. Mm. So people living in different parts of 
Victoria and Australia. And the Pride Centre, I think, is increasingly being seen as not just the Victorian Pride Centre, but a national Pride Centre with some real national aspects to it, Sally. Um, So there's geography. And we know that some people can be really isolated in yeah. rural communities. And I, honestly, I think that's one of the fantastic things about uh, 3CR, Joy um, and other radio is that it gets out to the broad community and, you know, more power to radio stations, to podcasting, to digital um, digital spread is that that we're now seeing people maybe not being quite so isolated because because of that. Uh, so there's geography. Yeah. Um, and then I think uh, we know that there are uh, plenty of, of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people who also are, are LGBTIQ. Of course. Uh, and for us in the Pride Centre with um, some of our discussions... Uh, we've noticed that there sort of has to be two facets to it. Mm-hmm. So the first one is we don't really have um, an LGBTIQ organisation that um, is Victoria-wide mm-hmm. for uh, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. There might be some, yes, uh, but um, that... Uh, if you like, an umbrella organisation um, is, yeah. you know, it's it might be there, but it's not their sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm always open to being educated and to learn from people. But also with the Pride Centre, it's physically located in Fitzroy Street, St Kilda. That's where it will be. So it's very important for us to have a great connection with the elders and the community who are people of the Boon people and the Willem, um, Willem clan. So they are the traditional owners. So yeah. it's very important that we have that um, connection as well. Yeah, now you've got a couple of points there. I mean, there are lots of good um, groups working at the intersection, Black Rainbow, there's a Facebook group for Sister Girls and Brother Boys, which is Australia-wide, but I would say I'm not aware and... Um, um, out Black, um, the late Ronnie Johnson and others have done good work in there, Brian, Andy. But you're right, there isn't that one sort of overall group. Not that that's nece- vital, but it would be sort of good to bring people together. So, yeah, there's an issue. And certainly on the geographic one, I feel we're a bit fortunate in Victoria. We've got the second largest population of, of the eight states and territories in if I'm mentally calculating the second or third smallest area. And I know when I travel into regional areas, there's pretty, it's, you know, um, most of the time, you know, as I've experienced it, things have been all right. But obviously the further out you go, say Mildura, it could be quieter. But of course, then you contrast that with WA, um, a very small population in a huge area. And of course, for the political um, geeks, famous for having the world's largest single member electorate in the federal in the federal parliament. I think it's called, the seat is Kalgoorlie, but it's the one that covers about 90% of the geographical area of WA. It's, it's huge, isn't it? Yeah, so gosh, um, no um, popping down the street to visit someone there, hit the helicopter or something with, a good, with good reason. So yeah, <clears throat> all these things need to be taken into account um, and holding space for everyone, for sure. Oh, I think so. And um, we've been really fortunate that uh, we've built a great relationship with Dr Judy Tang. Ah, yeah. You know, she's a sensational person. Hear, hear. And um, she's opened up for us 
away of the Pride Centre um, really being able to be tuned in and support and provide space for the culturally and linguistically diverse mm. um, parts of our community. So um, what we've talked about is having a, uh, a, a couple of um, real features yeah. in the new Pride Centre. So there'll be a, a specific room for the Australian multicultural uh, gay and lesbian, uh, bisexual, intersex and trans um, community and that particular council and organisation is like a peak organisation of about 20 other organisations yes. including um, uh, Jewish organisations, uh, Yellow Kitties. I love that name, Yellow yes. Kitties. <laughs> I think it's one of the best names in <laughs> around. It's just fantastic. Um, and those organisations are going to be able to use the space that Judy's main peak organisation will have set up. And we're also going to have, and we've had a recent grant uh, for uh, purchasing and installing a whole lot of um, digital signage that will be able to have up to 30 languages circulating uh, with information about what's on, going to be on in the Pride Centre and what rooms, specific um, areas and events are on. So that will just be a fantastic um, addition to the centre. Yeah, so um, you've got the aim, and then I was going to ask, you know, sort of drill into that. Well, you just did. You know, there's the sort of things we need to consider. Um, I was thinking back at last year's, um, LG, um, Health Alliance, um, LGBTI Conference Health Indifference, all the Indigenous sessions were held, deliberately programmed to be held in the one room so they could set up the room and make it feel like a safe space. And I, you know, obviously, I think pretty sure, obviously, that was their initiative and well, well done to the Health Alliance for the allyship. Similar sort of possibilities for um, Indigenous um, Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander? That's a really good point. And knowing who to... Um, consult with is um, it? it's not clear uh, yeah. at this point of time so what we're going to do Sally I'm interested in your views Go on this because um, you're, you're, you're widely read and you meet lots of people but what we're thinking of is basically holding a space open that can be adapted at the time that the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander community, who are people who are LGBTIQ, so there's a space there at a time when it's right for them to want to come into, into the centre and do what you just said. So what what's your views on that? Oh, look, like anything, it's got to be driven by the group in question and you know, give the sense of ownership, which we all know communities that face... Negativity, whether you call that marginalisation, stigma, face people don't like being spoken for. So it's getting that sense of ownership and building trust and totally agree with that. So um, we'll put the call out. Um, I was going to ask you, um, how do people get in touch with the Pride Centre? Now might be a good time to do that rather than at the end. <laughs> so we have a website and there's contact um, details ah. on that. So that's pridecentre.org. 
Um, and also, Sally, on the website at the moment mm-hmm. is this fantastic flyover, yes. which is showing the uh, centre being constructed. It's just like um, uh, a bit of a mock-up of it. and. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's got great drum music with it, sort of. It makes you feel like it's really being built in two minutes and thirty eight seconds. <laughs> I don't. Know that's. Um, uh, I'm sure the building union would like that. But um, pridecenter.org.au. Yes. Um, so you get in touch by there. But yeah. Um, I don't think we're going to get it done that quickly. <laughs> um, gosh, um, if we could do Metro Tunnel that way and save the, which will be a good thing, but save the traffic disruption, I'm sure we'd want to, want to do that. It, it would be terrific, wouldn't it? <laughs> so um, we, we um, just to finish uh, yeah. perhaps with a bit more discussion about the intersections, I think yes. you're right. Having ownership by people is really crucial not imposing things are crucial Um, with our discussions with people with disabilities um, we we are very conscious of the need for there to be the appropriate uh, facilities but um, you know the interesting thing with that is that facilities that give uh, privacy Mm. And are non-identified in terms of um, gender. They are facilities that people with uh, with a disability are able to um, are able to also use. So it's we've we've um, compartmentalised people and facilities often. Yeah. Whereas if we were able to think and organise them so that they met everybody's needs. Yeah. Uh, and not everything can be to meet everybody's needs, but a real effort to try and broaden out um, facilities is the way to go. Now, we are going to include in at least uh, one of, uh, I'll call it the bathrooms, but the facilities, Yeah, there will be a um, effectively a... Uh, a lift or crane that will be able to be used for people who need to be um, self or with uh, assistance um, toileted or showered. So we're sort of thinking about really um, very broadly in terms of the sorts of facilities that will be able to be in as part of the Pride Centre. Yeah, yeah, which is important. And I know having spoken with people like um, Jacks, Jackie Brown and Jared Mannion on this, more Jack, Jacks, to be honest, on many occasions, they're the sort of things. And I don't, uh, myself, I'm not an expert on physical disability, but I believe there could even be different sorts of things for different people there too. So it's how we work that. And, yeah, absolutely right. It's got to be inclusive. Touching on the facilities, I mean, where there's still obviously – in, at the moment, as we sit here today on the 24th of February, we're still in abstract, um, getting the abstract to the physical, so to speak, construction. Um, you know, sort of, um, is there a target um, date for starting, working through, completing, cutting the ribbon as yet? Yes. There he is. <laughs> Ooh. So um, the um, signing up of the uh, preferred and selected builder happened in December. Yep. But that was really for what's called early works. So this is for the securing of the site 
um, and for occupying a an office area for them as as workers and organisers on the site. Yeah, and that's been done by uh, renting the ground floor of the pharmacy that's in on the front of Fitzroy Street, but it's not actually part of the building site. Okay. So that's been able to be organised. So for those of you who might know, um, Thorn Harbour Health, they occupy the first floor of that building yeah. for the clinic, for their clinic, yeah. and we're getting to occupy the, or Hanson Yunkin, occupy the ground floor. So they've occupied that area. The site is secured. And I understand the tender's gone out for demolition. So that's uh, that's very exciting. And the board is looking at signing the construction or making the decision and hopefully signing the construction contract tomorrow night. Whoa. So, yeah, that's very exciting. So in terms of a um, an end date, we're being a bit cagey about it, but yeah. it's... Not December now. So you know how we talked about December 2020, it would be finished. Um, We're now looking at practical completion more towards the middle of the year. So mid-2020. So that's why we're going to be really getting our skates on for commercial leases, organising who's going to be coming in on a permanent basis from the LGBTIQ community. We're also looking, Sally, at some what we're going to call project space, which will mean for organisations that get a grant for 12 months yep, or for three years, they don't want to have a permanent presence or they might have a smaller permanent presence, but when they get that fluctuation in terms of grant monies yep. and they, get, they need space for another five or ten people, they'll be able to get a, a small licence, a shorter shorter term license or lease with the Pride Centre. So that's going to be fantastic for our community because we do get fluctuations in in things like grant funding. Um, so it's uh, this, just to take you through the building if you're interested, ground floor will be a cafe, there'll be co-working space on the ground floor, meeting rooms, a theatre, a bookshop, then up on the mezzanine floor will be basically um, gay archives, ALGA, Australian yep. Lesbian and Gay Archives, and also there um, uh, a big board room and the Pride Centre office will be there, which is a small office. Then on the first floor, the uh, a large number of our major LGBTIQ organisations. The second floor will be commercially leased. The third floor will be what I call... Um, reasonable commercial rates but they will be for organisations that provide services to LGBTIQ people like a law firm that can pay reasonable commercial rates and also that project space will be on the third floor so and then of course upstairs on the uh, rooftop will be the place for some um, quiet parties quiet yes (laughs) Um, orderly and socially acceptable (laughs) all right well, look, it is all happening. Um, 
if you want to get in touch with the Pride Centre, contact at pridecentre.org.au is probably the best way. Um, but um, I've had met some people who are on snail mail, so um, there you go. Um, you, and the um, we'll say the registered address in the city is there as well, um, if you need to. And there's also if your media inquiries are the go, then that's the thing. Um, well, um, dude, thanks for coming in. Um, Alison Thorne is awaiting um, her turn at the microphone, so um, we'll change over. We'll do a changeover. Uh, but thanks for coming in. It's, it does seem like it's all um, powering ahead, um, which is sensational. So I'll um, finish the segment for, for you with a Stephen Cummings track, Keep the Ball Rolling, uh, blatant segues on behalf of the presenter there. And, yeah, stay in touch, of course. It's, good, it's great to see the intersectionality. I, th- I, I was saying off air, I think Victoria's pretty um, doing better than some at this. I would agree with that. Let's keep it rolling. And uh, most of all, thanks for your time, particularly on a Sunday, which I know when you're doing these things, it keeps you busy. But um, thanks for giving up a bit of weekend. Thank you so much for the invitation, Sally. Great to talk. Jude Munro, Chair of the Board of the Victorian Pride Centre, pridecentre.org.au, and check the contact page. 3CR, 855am, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan, presented by Sally. I'm Mauro Durante from Canzoniere Grecanico Salentino. This is 3CR 855 on your IM dial. Please subscribe. The community is important, the spirit of community is the most important thing, so subscribe. The guests keep rolling on 3CR, 855 AM digital, 3cr.org.au and on demand. Out of the pan with Sally and thanks for Jude Munro being in. And now in in the guest seat, um, Alison Thorne. Uh, welcome back. Of course, you probably, I actually was just thinking about this. You might be my most frequent guest on Out of the Pan over the years. So thanks for your support of um, 3CR and the show, yeah. It is a pleasure. Love the show, Sally, and um, thanks for the opportunity to pop in today. Yeah, for a very, um, well, a serious reason, um, if I can put it that way, because we do have, there's a, there is a challenge out there. I'll just get you to, to talk about it with, um, you know, the challenge we face somehow. Um, yeah, go for it. Oh look, there um there there is indeed a challenge, and um there just seems to be an endless para- an endless parade of overseas right wing visitors coming to Australia to spruik and um, peddle their dangerous and poisonous ideas and to seek to build a, a right wing movement. And um, the latest person who's visiting uh, is Jordan Peterson. And uh, some listeners may be aware of Jordan Peterson, but mm. uh, others um, may be not so. Uh, Jordan Peterson became a darling of the the alt-right, and the term alt-right uh, really just refers to... Uh, respectable right-wingers who who dress in suits rather than having swastikas tattooed on their heads. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jordan Peterson came to prominence through absolute blatant transphobia. And um, 
when uh, the he's Canadian, and when the Canadian government uh, passed a, a new law, basically uh, seeking to prevent uh, vilification of trans people, mm-hmm. and saying that it was crucial to call people by their preferred pronouns. Uh, This guy, uh, Jordan Peterson, went absolutely berserk. He said it was compelled speech. He's a university psychology Mm. professor and he publicly declared that that he was not um, going to do this, that he was not going to respect people's preferred pronouns. And it was the public stance that he took around this virulent, uh, disrespectful transphobia that brought him to the attention of the far right. And he's now uh, an integrated part uh, of that movement. And he's been crisscrossing the globe, promoting uh, his book, which is called 12 Rules for Life, an Antidote for Chaos. He's spoken all across the US, across Canada, Mm. across Europe. Uh, He's just been to New Zealand and uh, now he is here in Australia. Yeah. Um, So... There's a few, lots of things that come out of that. Yes, funny. Well, I want to say funny, that's a sarcastic use of the word, how these alt-right types, you know, find, you know, sort of ground being destructive towards people, whether it's people of colour, trans, um, newly arrived, and all intersections uh, there mm-hmm. across and more. Um, I, you know, there, there's a few th- other things that he's actually here. I thought there was an attempt to keep him out, but he's somehow got in the door. Well, like, it's interesting that you should uh, raise that, Sally, because um, I'm here today speaking on behalf of PUSH. And um, PUSH is a group that is uh, organising and educating for a united front against fascism. Mm -hmm. And I represent the Freedom Socialist Party as part of PUSH. And um, one of the first public things that Push uh, ever did was put out a media release when the government was trying to keep Chelsea Manning out Mm. of Australia. And so we um, don't advocate things like visa bans uh, on character grounds to deal with these right-wing types because we don't think it empowers our communities. It doesn't empower our movement by um, calling on the government to impose a ban. So we don't think that that's a a solution. What we think um, is the solution is to counter these people, to out-organise and um, to make sure that their ideas are answered so that they're not able to build a, a broader right-wing movement. Yep, uh, which, is, you know, which is a fair approach. I mean, you know, sometimes it can be when you shut them, in inverted commas, shut them down or shut them out in inverted commas, they end up saying, oh, I'm being martyred, and sort of exposing their nonsense in a, in a reasonable way is a good thing. And I have to say I caught a 
commercial uh, mainstream media outlet um, on Friday morning where someone interviewed the, um, Jordan. And he just came across as one of those people who wouldn't answer questions directly, you know, bulldozed over the announcer who was doing, I think, a fair job, that sort of thing. And I think so to some extent they expose themselves. But, mm. you know, if we don't and people, you know, we don't, you know, um, you know sort of, um, well, rake through their arguments mm. and then set fire to them, so to speak. Mm. Um, yeah, there's a fair, fair case for that. Yeah, I mean, he's quite uh, a slick yeah. media operator. Yeah, this is and, the thing. Um, after his uh, stance on pronouns, the next thing like he did that was absolutely huge, he was um, interviewed by a British feminist journalist mm. and uh, it was in that um, particular interview she, she, you know, she was, you know, like keeping on at him, keeping on at him. Um, but one of the things that he came out and said is the reason why women do not have equal pay, nothing to do with the capitalist system, nothing to do with its patriarchal nature, nothing systemic, nothing structural, nothing to do with the fact that women's work, the work that women traditionally do is mm-hmm. not um, equally valued with um, work that uh, like is more likely to be done by men. No, he said um, that basically it was, it was women's fault. Um, it was because of the work that women chose to do and because women are just too agreeable, uh, not assertive enough to get in there and to push for equal pay. And this is what one of the things that is really dangerous about yeah. um, Jordan Peterson's ideas because what he puts all oppression, like all the sorts of problems that exist in society, he puts these things down to lack of competitiveness, human weakness, um, and he, he peddles um, junk science. And it, like in, in so doing, he distracts people yeah. who are hurting from the real answers yeah. like as to to why these yeah. things are, are occurring and 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 that's what um makes him so dangerous and the audience that he uh, attracts um it's predominantly um white men um yeah. like angry disaffected white men um and this is who he's appealing to with peddling these ideas Yep. No, a fair call. And, I, you know, just to um, junk his silly arguments, uh, something that came my way, it's, it's one of those random moments on Twitter where a parent was talking about their um, female child was off in about year nine, was off to, the, to start computer classes, walked into the room and the teacher said, um, oh, you're in the wrong room, dear, because she was the only girl, you know, head desk. And, you know, is that, is that her fault through lack of initiative? Of course it isn't. <laughs> you know, there's systemic stuff in, in there. And, of course, I had to have a bit, um, a bit of 
warm, um, sort of a warm response. I said, I look forward to the day your daughter recounts that story when she's taken over Apple and Microsoft. <laughs> because, of course, anyone has any skill. Anyone can do anything. So why isn't it happening that there aren't more women in computers or mm. whatever or neuro, neuroscience or whatever mm. it is, supposed in very big inverted commas, male fields and inverted commas, yeah. So very, very true that it is that, you know, systemic, you know, sort of sometimes unconscious bias, but often the time outright mm. conscious bias that mm. happens. And we've got to you know, sort of um, dissolve that, I think, would be a good way to put it. That's it. That's it. We um, we we certainly do. And um, feminism, the women's liberation movement, the LGBTIQ a plus community, you know, like this, that, like this is what all of these movements are about. The, the the Aboriginal movement, you know, this is what we're doing, what we're working to do, address those underpinning systemic structural factors. Yeah, which um, can and it can be done in lots of ways. Communications, a theme, and I forgot to checking on my SMSs from when I was chatting with Jude. And I think there's actually a linkage here from one of our regular correspondents who, um, roving reporter who's out there, who said that the Pride Centre is a wonderful initiative and it may enlighten some conservative queer members who aren't aware of the diversity with their, within their own community and goes on to say Melbourne is now truly a livable city. So translating those comments over to the conversation we're having now, yeah, yes, we need to communicate and, um, you know, sort of dissolve those systemic barriers. And yes, I think we're a pretty good city and, what, and are going in the right direction, but we've got to keep it going. And that's where it comes back to you um, to, you know, you know, exposing these people. And they are smooth talkers. They sound very professional and educated, but it's, you know, as I think you've put in your uh, message to me earlier, it's junk science. Yeah. Junk science. And I was watching a, a report on... Not it's the greatest media outlet, but uh, Channel Seven show Sunday night about what was it Universal Medicine, and they sound so impressive and dig into people's emotions. But you know, where's the fact, the the, the true heart and fact, rather than just manipulating people's emotions for sure? Absolutely, and um, the thing that is so dangerous with these parade of right wing types that have been visiting the. Milo Yiannopoulos, the Lauren Southern who yeah. arrived in Australia wearing an It's OK to be White t-shirt, mm. Stefan Molyneux, Nigel Farage, you know, and um, now Jordan Peterson is the, like, the mainstream media gives them a, a, pl- a platform and um, their critics do not get the same opportunity to 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 answer them and we've got to make our opportunities by getting out there and um countering them i mean jordan peterson is on q a tomorrow night ugh you know i've never been invited on to q a and um i've certainly got things to say why is that well likewise and um when there's trans issues being discussed, um, there's, to my knowledge, never been any trans or gender diverse people or family members. 
and the only trans person who's been it's on. But Kate McGregor. Yes. Uh, All the time. Yes. And, well, we'll just say there is considerable debate within trans and similar communities about Kate McGregor. Um, and that's, I think, all we'll say there. But, well, you know, where are the voices from the grassroots like Thanks. yourself or like a Georgie Stone or um, sort of on trans or someone like that? Or, or like yourself. Well, um, yes, they know how to contact me. <laughs> um, and, I, I, you know, look, um, it's, you know, process-wise, um, there's, well, we'll say there's considerable debate about how Q&A operates, but if the voices aren't there even to try to combat the process and get other views across, mm-hmm. the people who have that lived expertise, the little wrinkles, as Daffy Duck called them, how the hell do we get it off mm-hmm. across? So, yeah, there has to be a range of debate and, you know, preferably, um, you know, so I would say preferably, it would be much better if there was good process, but um, even if without, if their voices aren't there, then it just becomes um, distorted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Um, Mr. Peterson is in town, bless his little soul. Um, you know, sort of, um, you know, he's due to speak in Melbourne. I think it's the 27th he you have here, Melbourne is, Convention Centre. which is um, Wednesday evening. Yep. And uh, PUSH is uh, organising a contingent that is participating in the mass rally against Jordan Peterson. And I'd like to invite... Every listener of Out of the Pan who's concerned about the, the politics of this guy, uh, at, that he's spruiking, to come along and join our contingent. We'll have heaps and heaps of placards available. We'll be sticking together uh, tightly as a group, looking out for yep. each other, yep. um, like that kind of safety element of things like I think is really important and um, the the number of times when anti-fascists who are trans or who are people of colour who are both you know have raised that when there are those uh, additional elements of oppression that it can be quite um it it, it can be it's not surprising that people do sometimes feel unsafe and that is why it is so crucial to go together to go as part of a group and to be in solidarity and to look out for each other so we are going to be meeting at 6 15 on the Crown Casino side of Clarendon Street, so yep. just south of the Yarra, uh, just across um, from Tram Stop 124A, which is the tram stop at the Melbourne Convention Centre and Crown Casino. There'll be a stack of push placards there, so uh, come and join us. You can go to the uh, push Facebook page um, yep. and... Uh, join up for the event and you like you'll find all of those details there as well yep i'll pop a link to the push facebook page and the event um under the out of the pan posts and the post on my facebook page today 
um, which is really important. Better just do a couple of quick messages, um, rip through a few of the events, then I'll come back, wrap up with you, and then, of course, we'll have to make way for the fab crew from Freedom of Species, um, 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, and on demand, out of the pan with Sally and guest Alison Thorne. If you share the growing concern about racism, fascism and the move to the extreme right, come along to our forum on a Bill of Rights for Australia on Sunday the 17th of March at the Unitarian Church, 110 Gray Street, East Melbourne, commencing at 11am. Speakers include Professor Gillian Triggs, Professor Rob Watts, Julian Burnside QC and the Human Rights Law Centre. RSVP to admin at melbourneunitarian.org.au. Our democratic rights are under threat. If you care, be there. The Melbourne Unitarian Peace Memorial Church is a 3CR supporter. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio, 855 AM. Visit the 3CR website at 3cr.org.au forward slash podcast to hear the most recent recording from each show or 3cr.org.au forward slash streaming to listen live. That's us, 3CR 855am, 3CR digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR on demand, out of the pan with Sally. And the good news is now that there's been a bit of an upgrade to our podcasting processes and pretty much the show will be up um, um, by the end of the afternoon latest or usually within an hour or two so we can stay current. Very quickly, some of the things that are are happening in the community. Um, The Shed, if you're listening live this afternoon for trans men, is meeting in Carlton, or you can check out their website at transshedboys.com.au. Polyvic Social for polyamorous people, multiple ethical relationships this afternoon. The Buy Discussion Group on Tuesday night in at Carlton as well. And... um, then that just that gets us through the next week. So things, all sorts of diverse things happening in the community. But also, um, you've got a media announcement, which touched on what Jude was saying at the start of the show about how we need rainbow media. You've got one um, that you wanted to throw in as well. I have indeed. I wanted to let everybody know that uh, a new TV program is uh, kicking off to replace Bent TV Uh on Channel 31. It's called QTV. It is kicking off uh, next Friday night, the 1st of March. And uh, my um, longtime friend, Bill Calder, Mm -hmm. who has for many years um, been associated with media having been the publisher of Brother, Sister and mm-hmm. written the fantastic book uh, Pink Ink, which is a history of um, LGBTIQ media in Australia. Bill is the producer of um, QTV and he's brought together a whole um, bunch of people who are putting together uh, different segments Next Friday night, the 1st of March, we'll have a, a segment by Kathy Sport, yes. which is actually um, profiling my good self about who is the 
the real um, woman behind the thorn in Thorn Harbour Health. <laughs> so that'll be interesting. History segments, um, Bill's being out and about um, filming colour and movement in the community. So who knows, listeners, you might see yourself on the teeve. There you go. Yep, that's um, as per um, the message. 9.30 this Friday, so a bit earlier. So um, you don't have to um, have too much caffeine to start now. Watch your quick TV on Friday nights, 13 weeks. And I'll drop a hint. Allegedly, a Bayern Trans Radio presenter might have been interviewed too. Watch this space. Oh, goody. Yep, so lots of good things to come. And yes, we do still need lots of queer media. Yes, um, I was going to say, just in the Australian context to some extent, I began to feel things levelled out a bit last year after 16 and 17 were so horrible. Um, yes, we've still got the right wing. Well, I've people in the neutral, to use a neutral term, like um, Jordan um, Peterson. But I also feel like people are going, oh, um, I'm just going to say this, oh, cut the crap, Jordan, cut the crap, Lyle Shelton, and that sort of thing. And I just, you know, there's a traditional Australian thing. The, the writer John O'Grady once said, Australians have a very good um, way of seeing through phoniness, or do you, there's an eight-letter word beginning with B that I, well, I suppose it's not that um, strong anymore, bullshit. Um, and I've got a feeling we're getting back to that trait, which I think is a little bit of hope after where we've been for a few years. Yeah, I'm just going to grab your thoughts on that quickly before we wrap up. Well, hope. I actually have a a great deal of optimism and uh, I describe myself all the time as an optimistic socialist feminist and uh, I always think there's a glass half full, there's a glass half empty and uh, I like to focus on the glass half full. I like to focus on the collective power that we have to take on these types rather than uh, being pessimistic and negative. Fair enough. What a good way to finish the show. Alison, thanks for coming in. Keep up the good work. And very quickly, we'll give it a mention, a couple of things to mention. Now, of course, our 3CR subscriber drive is still happening. You can pop onto our website. And also um, on Wednesday the 13th of March, around the time of International Women's Day, which is on March the 8th, but this one, Wednesday the 13th in the evening, 6.30 for your fantastic dinners that you have at Solidarity Salon for a 7 o'clock start, The Living Ideas of Clara Fraser. So I'll give that a mention in the next couple of weeks as well. But um, block out the diary now, Wednesday the 13th, Sydney Road, Brunswick, 6.30. Alison, always a pleasure to have you on. Um, Keep up your awesome work. It's, um, you know... I had had planned to um, play the Keith Richards um, track "Struggle" today. We didn't get to it. It can be a struggle, but I do some you know optimism aside. I do feel like it's going in the right direction. We've just got to keep the momentum going, and you're part of that. Thanks so much for coming in. Take it out today with a very um, pleasant song from Totally Gorgeous, featuring Penelope, Penelope Wales and their album Totally Gorgeous: Strangers and Foreigners. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. I'm Sally Goldner. Catch you next week. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.